Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Hecate, and this is Finding Okay, a healing podcast for survivors of sexual assault and abuse. Welcome to season three. I'll be taking this opportunity today to thank everyone who has helped make this podcast possible, and I'll be updating you on what I've been up to on my break and some changes moving forward. A great place to start with our thank yous and acknowledgements is the band Ramshackle Glory. The song you hear in the podcast is called Your Heart is a Muscle. I reached out to them with a tiny shred of hope and was amazed when they gave me permission to use it for free with their blessing. Check them out if you haven't already. Thank you, Ramshackle Glory. Your music holds everything together and it means the world to me that you believed in me and what I was trying to do. Season one turned into season two on the one year anniversary of the podcast and I didn't take a break. I've been thanking everyone along the way, but I'd like to start ending each season with a little episode that acknowledges the folks that made it happen. Because this is the first one, I'm just going to thank everyone who has contributed from the beginning of the podcast. I had planned to end season two with this episode, but I was so burned out, it just didn't happen that way. Finding Okay launched August 11th, 2019, and this episode will be number 50, counting bonus episodes. You have helped it reach over 5,500 listens, and it has been charting around the world. The podcast has been listened to in 59 countries and territories. At the moment, it's charting in Senegal, Jamaica, India, and the USA. Thank you so much for listening. In 2019, I started a GoFundMe to crowdfund for recording equipment. I had started writing a book of healing affirmations for survivors, and I got it into my head that it could be a podcast instead. Friends and family came together and put their faith in me. I know some of the people who donated didn't have much to give, but they believed in me and in the project. One GoFundMe turned into another, which turned into a buy me a coffee over time. I ended up unemployed when the pandemic hit, and everyone who has been donating has helped keep Finding Okay alive. I want to give a shout out to everyone who has donated from the very beginning. Thank you to Aaliyah, Tally, Kay, Alan, my sister Chie, my mother, Lily, Sophie, Daisha, Terry, The Norm, Emily, Veronica, Anonymous, 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 and Yasmin. A special thank you to my mother for multiple donations and to Yasmin for the largest donation. A very special thank you to my partner, who has been supporting me and this project during the pandemic. A massive shout out to my father for helping with tech and tech support. None of this would be possible without all of you, and it means more than I can say. I want to thank those who have taken the time to rate and review the podcast. Thank you, Sophie Pofi, Carrie Maxine One, and Emers1225 for reviewing. It helps so much with visibility, and your kind words helped encourage me to keep going. I so appreciate you. 
Absolutely none of this would be possible without my powerful and inspiring guests. You speak to so many and have helped change lives. I can't show you the letters and messages I get, but we are changing lives and helping people together. Thank you to everyone who has ever guested on Finding Okay. Thank you to my sister Chie, who helped get me off the ground and helped me find my confidence. Thank you to Lily, Lila, Kaylin, Elliot, and Real Human Better, Seer, Daisha, Annie Margus, Kim, Bailey Noella, Lisa David Olson, Janita Nichols, Jacqueline Weiss, Terry Kozlowski, Santeresa Wilson, and Jackie Roby. I am so honored to have held this space with you and to have shared such personal and deeply authentic conversations. Thank you for showing up so powerfully, all of you, and thank you for the work you do in the world. I also want to thank some of the systems and platforms that make this podcast possible. Without all the creators, coders, moderators, and techies behind these things, nothing would work. Thank you to the best podcast host in the world, Buzzsprout. When I started out, I did my research and chose you. Not a day goes by that I don't feel happy I did. You have never let me down and been so responsive and supportive when I had questions. The Facebook Buzzsprout podcast community group has been an incredible resource as well. Thank you, Reaper. I switched to this audio editing software when I was having trouble with a different program, and editing has been so much easier since I did. Thank you so much for making it available to people, and I see that Black Lives Matter pop up in my credits. I see y'all, and I so appreciate you. You helped take my sound to the next level. Canva changed content creation and helped me create my aesthetic. I was so lost when I started with how to deal with graphics and Canva saved my butt. This app is addictive. It is a pleasure to use and it's so intuitive. Podpage. Thank you so much, Podpage. One of the best decisions I've made was choosing you. A year into the podcast, I knew it was time to create a web page and get myself a domain name. I tried creating a page using some different sites, and it was all just super meh. It felt like I was trying to force the site to do something it didn't want to do. It didn't look great, and I was underwhelmed at best and frustrated at worst. I tried Podpage. They're not paying me to say this, by the way. No one is paying me to say any of this. I tried Podpage, and I had a gorgeous website up in about five minutes. Ten minutes, and I had added custom content. It imported everything I needed and is created especially for podcasts. I adore it, and I've been so excited to be able to ask for new features and watch them appear. Shout out to Brendan Mulligan. Thank you so much for doing what you do every day. I love, I love my pod page. Thank you to SoundSnap for being such an incredible and accessible resource. That's where I find all of those unique sounds that you hear before a trigger warning in each episode. You help me keep heavy moments light and unique. Thank you, GoFundMe. Without your platform, I never would have been able to get off the ground. You helped connect me to the people who wanted to help me and who believed in what I was trying to do. 
Thank you, buy me a coffee. As Finding OK became more established, it needed something that encouraged small donations as well as large ones, with room to grow towards providing membership capabilities and special content in the future. My goal is that in Season 3, I'll be able to make membership available to you and give members access to video interviews and behind-the-scenes tidbits, so stay tuned. Thank you to Elliot and Real Human Better. I so believe in what you're doing, and the courses I took transformed my experience of quarantine. Thank you not only to Elliot, but to the entire community for being so vulnerable and beautifully hopeful and brave as we all face ourselves, each other, our communities, the world, and the universe. Thank you to Paula Mula Mula and her podcast Talk Shit with P for having me as a guest to talk about finding okay. So much love to you. I'm so glad we connected and have been able to support each other. Everyone, please go give Talk Shit with P a follow. She's doing great work with mental health awareness and having conversations that need to be had. She's the real deal, and there's always laughs. Also, her voice is pure ASMR soothing. Go give her a listen and a follow. Thank you, Bishpuddin666, for all your wonderful shoutouts. If you're on Twitch, please check Bish and her snack pack on Discord out. She does mental health and gaming streams and is a total sweetheart. Thank you, Bish. Thank you also to Sway ASMR on Twitch for being so supportive. Thank you for all your endless encouragement. Thank you also for your shoutouts for finding okay and for taking the time to talk about rain on your stream. If you're on Twitch, Sway does beautiful ASMR with a deep and incredible voice, and he also does charity streams for rain sometimes, so check him out. Thank you, Player FM, for listing Finding Okay in the top sexual assault podcasts for 2020 and also 2021. That's incredible and helps people find resources and support who need it. Thank you for creating that list for people, and I'm honored to be on it. Shout out to the Not Cool Collective and the Every Voice Coalition. These are organizations aiming to challenge the behaviors and attitudes around sexual harassment on college campuses and in wider society. I'm honored you tagged me as a resource on Instagram. Thank you. Noticing that I was experiencing burnout last season was a big deal for me and I think a huge turning point in my self-care. I've never had a project that was so visible, so multifaceted, and also so entirely self-directed. Battling my way through the educational system with multiple disabilities means that I picked up a lot of really poor personal habits. I sacrificed my health in order to keep up with neurotypical people and to appear and perform as close to neurotypical as possible. I'm still working on investigating and dismantling all of this internalized ableism. Noticing that I wasn't okay was very important for me. Thank you all for being so supportive when I express my need for a break. Moving forward, the podcast will be bi-weekly, meaning new episodes will be published every other week. This will give me more time to work on each episode and make things less of a constant scramble. It also makes room for a new development. 
During my break, I focused on my Twitch channel and managed to make affiliate. On Twitch, I play games, livestream tattoo work, chat with good folks from around the world, and do ASMR. The connection and community I found on Twitch and Discord has brought joy and playfulness back into my online experience. The people I've met have been so kind, compassionate, and supportive. I haven't felt this way about the internet since AIM was a thing. While I will still be updating my Facebook and Instagram, I'm realizing the way I feel drained after interacting with certain platforms. I'll be less present than I was before on those platforms, and that's a good thing. I'm taking notice of what drains me and what nourishes me. I'm noticing that it's possible to expend energy and labor in certain directions and still feel nourished and energized. Midway through season two is when I noticed my burnout, but I had already booked myself for months in advance, and I I didn't believe that those opportunities would still be there if I attempted to postpone them, especially because I was interacting with people I perceived to be more legitimate and professional than myself. I thought changing my schedule to take a break would be unprofessional. I pushed through burnout for a good long while, and I'm proud of what I accomplished, and I value the conversations I had, the way I was able to show up, and what I was able to push myself to produce and accomplish despite that burnout. But I want to move beyond valuing my resiliency in the face of bad or unhealthy circumstances. And I want to start being willing to alter those circumstances if they're under my control. I want to be honest about how this break went because I believe honesty is what is ultimately most helpful to people. How the, how the heck are we going to find ourselves in each other's stories or relate or heal when we're receiving edited and polished versions of human experience? It just makes us feel more inadequate more isolated, more alone in our own messy experience. I wrote half of this episode with the intention of ending the last season with it, but after publishing the last interview, I just kept not doing it. I told myself I'd publish it the next week, and then the next week, and then ended up in a limbo where I didn't feel like I was on break because I hadn't finished the things the way I'd intended. It took a while to admit I just wasn't going to do it and to tell myself that that was okay. Heading into my break, I also had lots of goals. I was completely burned out and convinced myself that a self-care to-do list was somehow what was required of me. I had plans to implement healthy patterns of behaviors that I've wanted to begin or return to for a while. Things like learning how to cook more, eating healthier, a daily exercise or yoga practice, daily meditation, daily journaling, keeping up with my planner, getting in the studio and returning to my art, daily studio practice. All this paired with my goal to make affiliate on Twitch, which involved a consistent stream schedule and learning new skills. It was completely unrealistic and just left me feeling like I was failing when it was my time 
and I could do whatever I wanted or needed with it. I ended up doing a lot of nothing, and honestly, that's what I needed. I needed to freaking relax. I needed to just do what I wanted and move at my own pace without feeling obligated to anyone unless I chose to. Sometimes doing nothing is the healthiest thing you can do. I watched a lot of movies and shows, and we denigrate that, but stories and narrative are important to us. Why is reading a book intellectually lofty and viewing your narratives less so? What matters is how you engage with it, and that's up to you. I realized weeks in that I wasn't giving myself a break mentally and started to panic that I wasn't going to recover, that I was going to start season three still burned out. Realizing realizing that, I gradually accepted the quote-unquote nothing that I was doing and realized that it was probably important. I let go of my to-do list and stopped answering emails about scheduling. I'm sorry if you've emailed me, by the way. I will get back to you. I allowed myself to feel tired or down or like a failure or lonely. I just allowed myself to feel whatever I needed to feel. And I allowed myself to think the thought that maybe I didn't even want to come back. That's a normal thought to have when you're burned out. And it's an important thought to allow yourself to think so you can make sure you're still doing the things that you want to do in life, that you're doing what's important to you. The more space I made for myself to feel and think and just sleep and loaf about, the more energy I started to find for things that interested me. I just allowed myself to do what interested me when I had the energy. I just allowed myself to do what interested me when I had the energy. That sounds so basic, but it's kind of revolutionary in my life. And it's what I've always needed and wanted. When I am able to do that, I find that rather than accomplishing nothing, I accomplish great things. It's how I work best and thrive. I had been encouraged to think of myself as lazy or less capable or motivated growing up. It's not true. I love challenging myself. I enjoy setting my own goals and learning new skills at my own pace to implement my own systems and accomplish things that continue to surprise me. I naturally want to learn and create and contribute. The way I go about it is just not quite the norm. When I was in grade school, I was always put with harsh or abusive teachers because the consensus in the educational system was that I needed that to straighten me out. Well, I'm not straight, so there's that. And conforming saps all my energy. When I'm not trying to fit in, I have all these incredible mental, emotional, and spiritual resources at my disposal all of a sudden. So, during my break, I spent half of it stressing out that I wasn't relaxing correctly. And once I just allowed myself to actually rest, really rest, I finally started to recover. It 
surprised me how quickly it happened too, because I had the energy to focus on my Twitch channel. I made affiliate in less than two months, and I'm so proud and grateful for that. I taught myself new skills, overcame a massive learning curve, and am pushing myself gently and in healthy and organic ways to improve every day. I stream usually four days a week and started a Discord channel for the stream as well, which has been more learning. So the patterns I wanted to create during break didn't happen because it turned out what I really needed to do first was break down a bunch of patterns that weren't working for me. Sometimes that's a part of the reason we can't seem to build new habits. Because while what we're trying to build may be healthy and important and even necessary, maybe it's time for you to dismantle something instead. Work on that foundation. Destruction is a necessary aspect of creation. I think these are natural phases of self and growth, and allowing ourselves to rest and breathe keeps us more in touch with them. I was talking to my partner yesterday, and he asked me how I've been doing. And I said, I feel like I'm glowing. I do. I feel like I'm radiating inner light all over the place. I feel incredible and full of energy. I feel better than I thought I could. I spoke to a friend face-to-face via Zoom for the first time in many years, and she said I'm like a completely different person. Since she's seen me, I removed an abuser from my life, dismantled a whole bunch of internalized bullshit, got a degree, started doing work that I felt called to, and got off meds that weren't right for me anymore. We all are making progress, and if we feel we aren't, we probably aren't measuring it properly. I had a dream, night before last, that really stuck with me, and feels like a good signpost of internal progress. I leaned down to the surface of a lake and the dream said, look, and your reflection will show you the truth of your dark side. My reflection was a black and white version of Bimo from Adventure Time looking back at me. Bimo spread his arms wide with joy, giggled, and said happily, it's still pretty bright though. I used to have nightmares about my shadow self, as I discussed in the shadow work episode last season. I think I'm beginning to see myself and my impact in a different way. I'm doing things in the world that resonate with me, and that's been making a massive difference. A huge part of that is this podcast, and I'm so happy to start season three and to be able to approach it with more mindfulness. There will be some slight changes, the biggest one being that it will now be bi-weekly. The other change is that I won't be posting the new episodes as early on Wednesdays anymore. This was affecting my sleep pattern, and it's healthier for me to just change the timing slightly. I haven't decided what time is best yet, and I'll let you know. But I'm already interviewing guests and lining up episodes for the season, and I'm so excited to share them with you. On June 2nd, I'll be doing a birthday face reveal stream on Twitch, so feel free to come and hang out with me. Between my work on the podcast and Twitch, I realized over time that I've been erasing myself in the world in many ways in order to try to avoid male violence. 
I'm scared, but I'm here, and I think I have something to offer. On June 9th, I'll be sharing my interview with my first guest, N.J. Lechner. I had a wonderful conversation with him, and I hope you'll join us. Please visit the podcast website, www.finding-ok.com. It's where you can find all the links to my social media. It's where the new blog will be soon. It's where you can learn more about me and all my guests. It's where you can read reviews, leave reviews, contact me. It's also where you can donate. There's also a feature where you can leave me a personal recorded voicemail. I hope to hear from you. There is also a private Finding OK Facebook group for survivors, and you are welcome there. Finding OK is crowdfunded and paid for out of pocket. It is listener support that is keeping the podcast alive during the pandemic. If you can't afford to donate, one of the best ways you can support the show is by reviewing and sharing online or by word of mouth. Thank you again for listening. This has been Finding OK. Black Lives Matter. Take care of yourself. Your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. Keep on loving. Keep on pointing. And hold on. And hold on. Hold on for your life. Your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. Keep on loving.